Hey there, welcome to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You're going to hear inspiring stories of men and women who are embracing their top five Clifton strengths in all kinds of ways. You'll be encouraged to understand more about what's so great about you. Learn how knowing, developing, and living more moments using your strengths can bring you joy and purpose in your life. I'm your host, Barbara Colwell. Hi there, welcome to our podcast today. I'm so excited for you to hear from Candace Fitzpatrick. Joining me today is co-host Sonia Hove. Sonia, welcome. Hi, Barbara. It's so good to be with you today. Well, I know we are both really excited for our listeners to hear about so many things that Candace had to share. Candace, who is the founder of Core Clarity, and you will hear um, more about that. But one of the things that I loved about this interview is just the idea that at 40 plus years old, Candace was still learning about herself and what she was really wired for and made for and excited about. And I think that's so encouraging because I think that's something that we're all looking for, like, who am I? What should I do with my life? And what am I good at? And just hearing her unpack that journey has been so inspiring to me. What did what kind of hit you about the podcast? Oh, that's so true, Barbara. I think the um, it was an inspiration to me that she went back to school later in life, later than most graduate students that you know of, and that she sort of discovered this whole new career by discovering who she was and and her talents. And I just loved her story. Um, you'll see that she's a learner. And she talks a lot about that. But one thing that stuck out to me was how she's wired very differently. She has different talents than her husband and how that um, that kind of uh, helped them understand one another better. And he was the one who made the observation, you have never been happier, you know, now that you're in school again. And I think, you know, doing presentations with teams, we work um, with a lot of teams, and sometimes there are husbands and wives together on the team, and they'll stop and they'll go, "Oh wow, this is like marriage therapy." <laughs> yes, really. This is really good, and I think it's true because you understand um, more that the other person is not trying to annoy you. That's not their goal, and they're not. Um, disrespecting who you are. They just don't maybe understand that you're coming from a position that they don't come from. And when you can get that out and talk about it, then one of the things I love about um, Clifton Strengths and Core Clarity is it gives you a positive language to talk about differences. And you see that really clearly with Candace. Yeah. And I loved kind of the basic idea that she hits on is when you're operating out of your strengths or using them every day, like learner, she was so energized and Mm -hmm. rejuvenated because she was doing what she was made for and good at and enjoyed. And I think those are the kind of moments that we're all after, like having our life or her job or the experiences that we do be in the areas that we really enjoy. And she talked about not having drama or troubles or not that 
you don't have those things. But I think just the idea of like when we're operating of our strengths, it is invigorating. And that was really inspiring yes. to me. Yes. She has a line in here that you'll hear that's like, I don't work, I play. And mm-hmm. I love that. Yes. Well, one of the things, even as I kind of um, listened again, I, as you know, I kind of got a little teary thinking about some of the things she said about me and what some of my top talents are. And I think the idea that we all really want to be known and understood is very just universal. And I think um, this can be a language that we understand each other more, understand ourselves. And it felt, it was just comforting to hear her kind of get me because she understood what my strengths were. And I love that. I agree. I thought that was a really sweet moment there when she, I think, was talking a lot about your empathy and maybe a little bit about your adaptability too, but just um, knowing and understanding and appreciating. And I think before we really appreciate someone's strengths, we do have to understand them. And I can understand why you got emotional because um, I, I thought it was very tender sweet moment that I want everybody to have moments like that where people understand them, appreciate them, see the the power in their strength and that the world needs more of people that are living out their strengths. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's very, very encouraging. And um, I just appreciate just the insight and wisdom that um, Candace has brought to these Clifton strengths. And as we know, the um, the framework of core clarity that we use to um, coach people individually and with teams. And so I just feel honored that she would take time and let me ask her a few questions about what all this means. So I hope our listeners will be excited and encouraged by this interview. Today, we're going to talk with Candace Fitzpatrick. Her top five strengths are strategic, learner, connectedness, input, and wound. Candace is the founder and CEO of Core Clarity. I first met Candace a few years ago when I was at a training to become a facilitator with Core Clarity. It was so exciting to learn about how to help other people understand their top five talents and unpack things about myself. And one day, as near the end of the week, as we were learning so many different things, Candace walked in the room. She was, it was so exciting. It was like she was the celebrity because we'd been learning this whole system and structure of helping people understand their strengths. And as we got to hear from Candace, it was just so insightful to understand her strengths and how that has made an impact on her and this, um, the things that she has to share with us about core clarity. So, Candice, welcome to our podcast today. Oh, thank you, Barbara. I'm so excited to be here with you. Well, I'm thrilled, and I appreciate just um, just the wisdom that you have and just um, your availability to help other people understand more what's so great about them. Oh, this well, made me- a difference for my life, so I'm glad that we can help others do that, too. Oh, I know. It's just amazing. So... Um, tell me a little bit about you, like where you are, where you live, and what you do. Well, I am in Plano, Texas, which is a suburb of the Dallas area, and been here the longest place in my whole life. My dad was military, so I grew up living all around the world. 
So for me to be in a place for 26 years straight, same house, everything, um, it's pretty exciting for a wandering spirit. So I've been all over. I had a career. I have an undergraduate degree in physics, and I taught physics and chemistry for a couple of years in a junior college. I moved into relocation, which having relocated most of my young life, that seemed to be a perfect place for me. Um, my dad convinced me when I was in college to get a, a real estate license. So I became a real estate broker at the age of 21 because um, they were getting ready to make it really hard to be a broker. And my dad said, oh, you might as well just do it. So you'll have a fallback position for that physics degree. Mm-hmm. And so I ended up after teaching, my husband was transferred and I decided, well, let me give this real estate thing a try. So I started out in residential. I moved into commercial, moved on up, created an organization that did um, so much. You know, just when I look back and look at all these things I did, I I felt like I wasn't doing much, but I just kept making incremental steps in a career that um, I grew to hate. Oh, so wow. I went back to school for my MBA um, when I was uh, in my early 40s. And that is when I started to realize that there's so much more out there than, than I knew possible. And it led me to that, to the book, Now Discover Your Strengths in 2003. And I picked that book up and haven't looked back since. Wow. It's so fascinating just to hear your journey and just so many different experiences you've had in um, careers. And I love just getting, just to think about that, of just the ways that you've been successful in so many different things. But apparently core clarity and understanding about your strengths um, really help shape a lot of things. And tell, tell us a little bit more about that after you read that book what was the book about and kind of what happened from there? Well, that book was um, Now Discover Your Strengths by Marcus Buckingham and Don Clifton. Don Clifton is the father of strength psychology. And it was the first time that they introduced the Strengths Finder assessment to the world. And I took the assessment, I got my five, and I'm looking at them going, oh my word, how on how on earth is this possible that they could do ask those simple, you know, what seemed like unconnected questions and come up with these things that were so familiar to me. And I was so excited. I I took my test results and I called my parents and I said, Hey guys, listen to this. And I read off my test results. And after I finished, there was a pause and my mom said, well, yeah, you've been like that since you were three years old. What's the news here? Wow. And I'm like, well, well, it's news to me. You know, I didn't know I was this because it's like a fish being in water. If you ask the Mm -hmm. fish to describe water, how can he? It's just so innate and just like, it's like your skin. Exactly. You've been in it all your life. So Mm -hmm. you don't have words to describe it because you experience it 24-7. I mean, it's, it's just, I mean, can you imagine in the olden days before we knew about atoms and gases and all this stuff? I mean, if a person was asked to describe air, it's like, how do you describe air? It's, it's just 
there. You know, they didn't have a language or an understanding or an ability to microscopically look at things at this detail and, and talk about them. And that's what I really think that uh, the, this work has done for all of us. It's given us an opportunity to look at something that's so much a part of us that we can separate ourselves from it and, and look at it as a separate thing. Well, tell me, like, yeah, what was that? Like, what? tell us a little bit more about what you learned about those top five strengths. And a lot of our listeners might not really know even what any of so my number one talent, yeah, is strategic. Mm-hmm. When I went back for my MBA, I loved strategy classes. Oh, my word. I would read everything in the book, even if it wasn't assigned, because it was so interesting to me. And I was really frustrated because we didn't do the whole book for the class. <laughs> so afterwards, you know, I can look back and I, I like to say that I, I really think knowing these talents kind of gives you an insight to the mystery behind your history. Mm, that's Be- a great way to say it. Yeah. And I was a learner. I, before that, I drug my feet going to work because I got to the point where I hated my job and I'd be late to work because I didn't want to go. And I, you know, didn't, I, I got sick. Um, I, I got sick a lot. I, I get strep throat and all sorts of things all the time. And I think it was my body reacting to the fact that I was not doing the things that I love to do. I got into a point where I wasn't learning anything and my number two learner wasn't happy. Mm. When I went back to school, I was an hour early for classes because I was so excited. Exactly. I mean, and when you love what you're doing, it's it's not a trial. There's no tribulation. There's no drama around it. It's all just, it's good and easy. And so what's interesting for me is I, learners are really high for me. It's really low for my husband. So when I embrace taking classes, he said he's never seen me happier than when I went back to school. Oh, wow. So I was able to get into my groove. But what's interesting for him is my groove is a rut for him. It's hard for him. It's difficult. That's not his happy place. <laughs> yeah. And when I started to realize what these words meant and how they describe something that is so much a part of who we are that we never realized needed to be even described before because we just it just was, um, I, I fell in love with this work. And as a learner, every single person's different. And so every day that I interact with new people, I get to see someone I've never seen before. So from yeah, so for me, the learner just ke- it, it keeps getting rejuvenated every single day. So I don't work anymore. I play. <laughs> that's and that's great. where I'd love for people to be able to get to. To be in a place they're doing exactly what you're saying, what they love doing, what they're made for doing. Yeah. It's when, when you are doing the work that you love doing the way I've been fortunate enough to do for the last 17 years, there is, you never have another day of work in your life. That's great. Well, can you explain a little bit about how 
core clarity is connected with Gallup and just kind of the, that relationship and just a little bit about the system that you've created. So I first took the assessment in 2003 and I was, it just took over my life. I would talk to anybody and everybody about it and get them to take the assessment. And Those screen. Okay, go ahead. So I would talk to anybody and everybody that I could to get them to take the assessment and share with me who, you know, what their results were and talk about what it meant for them. And it just was a big change for me to go from a job that was literally killing me to one that gave me life. And one of the things that, that we found in this work is when you love what you're doing, you get a gain of energy. When you hate what you're doing and you're not using your talents, it drains your energy. Right. So it's, it's, it's rejuvenating. And imagine every day being able to go to work and get rejuvenated. So you walk home or, you know, now, nowadays you walk from your Zoom office to your home, <laughs> yes. you, you know, that the, the rest of the house that is now left over so that you can use it. Um, and you have energy to, to have a life outside of, of the part of your um, life that pays the bills. It, it's just so engaging and in, in, invigorating. Right. Well, how... Um... No, Gallup, there's 34 strengths. And like, what, how did you kind of tweak what Gallup did to make what the framework of core clarity? So one of the first thing that we did was we looked at that word strengths and they use talents and strengths interchangeably. So the first thing we did was we became very clear that these results, my strategic learner connectedness input and woo, those are not my strengths. They are my talents. You have to add um, skills, knowledge, and experience to those basic talents to really build strengths. So for instance, you have harmony, adaptability, empathy, connectedness, and maximizer. Those are your base talents. You're naturally recurring patterns of thought, feeling, or behavior that can be productively applied. In other words, these are things that you do on autopilot without thinking about doing them. So the first thing we did was become clear that, oh, okay, these are talents. And not everybody has discovered that these are talents. Some people like to hide them under a bushel, if you will, <laughs> right. because they don't like it. They don't want it. They don't understand it. It's gotten them into trouble. And these are all neutral. It's how you apply them as to whether it's, you know, becomes good for you or bad for you. So, you know, the talents are neutral in and of themselves, but some people, you know, keep tripping up on certain things or they are around people who don't understand their talents or make fun of their talents or give them a hard time about them. So they, they try to kind of block them and block them and, you know, kind of put a box around them and, and put them away so they don't use them. 
And that's mm-hmm. the worst thing that can happen for a person is to take something that is so not much a natural part of who they are. It's, it's like breathing for them and trying to put it aside because it's gotten them into trouble. Mm, that is, that's sad. Yeah, it really, it, it really is sad. So I looked at these and I thought, you know, we've got it. There are over 33 million sets of results when we look at just the top five for people. So how do you figure out, well, what do my five mean to me when there are more than 33 million other sets of talents? So I had gotten my MBA, learned about how to do modeling, how to create simplicity out of complexity, if you will. And my talent of strategic is one that likes to create elegant solutions. So very easy to understand solutions to very complex problems. That's what strategics do. And so I started looking at this saying, okay, we have to find a way to categorize some of these talents, actually all the talents, so that we can start to look at it from a a different framework. And I was in the process of dividing these talents into four categories when I found a second book that Gallup had written after um, the Now Discover Your Strengths book, and it was called Follow This Path. So Now Discover Your Strengths came out in 2001. I took the assessment in 2003 after reading the book. In 2002, they put out a book that actually took these talents and divided them into four different categories. And I was like, oh, okay, so Gallup's already done this. I'm going to take those categories and I'll use those um, for my framework. So I started looking at the definitions of the categories and the names of the categories. And I realized when in doing some preliminary work that one of the category names that they used was not acceptable because what happened is the very first time I used it with um, a group of about a hundred people, the person in charge who hired me to come in and do this work and gave me free reign on anything I wanted to do with them didn't have anything in this one particular category. And it was the, they called it the, they, they called that category at that time, the thinking talents. Oh, yeah. why they might not like that. (laughs) Well, 12% of the database do not get anything in that particular category. There are 12 of the 34 talents that fit in that category. It's the most predominant category with talents. So it's hard not to get one. But here's the thing with that manager, because we had such a good relationship, because I understood him so well, because of his talents, we were able to have a, some really good conversations. And I thought, I can't do that to people. I can't walk in and say, oh, yeah, they don't have any thinking talents. Because he made a comment to me afterwards. He said, you know, I've heard that my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I said, what was it you know, that you've heard that you think relates to this? And he goes, I would do something and people would look at me and go, what were you thinking when you did that? Huh. And for him, that because his top five talents were not in that category, he'd kind of look at them like a deer caught in the headlights because he's like, what do you mean thinking? Because he was all about 
going out and, you know, doing things and helping others move to get things done. And he was out making relationships with others. He wasn't about sitting there and thinking about what needed to happen at that moment. He was a man of action who could move anyone and everyone. I mean, he is so amazing. He could sell ice cubes to an Eskimo and get a renewable contract. (laughs) You know, he's just amazing from that category. So I looked at it and I said, oh, I have to change the names of the categories because we can't do that to those people because they are so special in a way that allows them to do things that the rest of us can't do because we overanalyze. So I changed the names of the categories. And I also saw that each one of the categories had something in common with two of the other categories. Then this was my connectedness at work of seeing connections between disparate things. So I'm sitting there and I put a grid together and I'm realizing, oh, I have a quadrant system here. And if I put it in this quadrant system, these two relate to the two that go by them. These two relate to the, you know, it all worked together. And I decided also we need to put color to this. And so in 2004, I put colors to each of the four categories and the thinking talents became the reflect talents. There are 12 talents in that category. And my first four talents are in that category. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm really heavy in that, that, that reflect. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to put green to that because green is all about, you know, it's kind of the, you know, I was trying to figure out how do we set it up? And I thought, you know, it's green, it's learning, it's growing. And I think of earth and I think of the solidity of earth and the foundational pieces. So I said, you know, but green is growth. Green is all sorts of wonderful things that go, go with green. And so I said, okay, these 12 talents are going to be green in color. And then there, there were nine talents in the energized category, which is all about the internal energy people have that it's the fire inside of them to get things done. Uh And so I'm like fire, what color is fire? And it's like, Oh, you know what? An orange flame. So the orange flame that's inside of you that just moves you to get things going, what energizes you, which talents do that? And for you, your adaptability is your energized talent. You love having a lot of things going on at the same time. You can look a little scary sometimes. Well, but not for you really. Probably scary because other people see it and they make a comment Especially in the kitchen when I'm cooking. Yes. (laughs) Because you're probably not a neat cook. No, no. (laughs) Your adaptability allows you. I'm a great cook. Oh, I imagine you are. And you're probably not the one that necessarily always follows the recipe. Yeah. Oh, I don't have this. I need that. I can put this in. Did you know you can substitute eggs uh, or mayonnaise for eggs? Huh. I don't think I knew that. Now you do. Next time you get in there and you're working on a recipe that needs eggs, look up um, substitutions because your adaptability can just be so flexible. And if you apply that to your cooking, 
you're going to be able to grow your ability to even make different types of meals, maybe healthier, maybe not so much healthier. Maybe, maybe. (laughs) That's great. I love that. So, but that's that energy that comes from inside of you. So there are nine orange energized talents. There are seven blue, what we call connect talents. And these are the talents that allow you to connect with other people. It's how do you create, how do you maintain and sustain relationships with other people over time? And the time piece is really important. These are about the, the, the heartfelt relations that you have and you have harmony which is all about, you know, we, need, we all need to get along. There's no reason for us to, you know, be upset with each other. So you're always getting in there trying to get people to, if nothing else, at least agree to disagree. Right. Because you see how wonderful things are when we all get along. But it's also your empathy. And your empathy allows you to read each other's, other people's hearts, if you will. You can feel what they are feeling as if those feelings were your own. And the beauty about empathy is for people who are going through something that is really difficult, a person like you with empathy can feel that and put it into words in a way where that person looks at you and goes, oh my gosh, Barbara, you get me. Yeah. You understand my heart. Other people don't, you know, and they're, they're amazed by that. And, but it's so natural for you to do that. I love it when I experience that from other people too. I, I think I experience it from others when they get me and it spurs me on in my empathy for others also. It's kind of, yeah. Yeah. Mm Yeah. But that, that's how you create those long-term connections over life. And only seven of the talents are in the Blue Connect category. And then the fourth category is, is what we call the mobilized talents. These are the talents that help a person move other people to results. Where your energized talents moves you to results, the mobilized talents motivate others to results. And your maximizer is your uh, magenta mobilized talent. And I use magenta because, well, magenta for me is an aspirational color. I love that color. It's my favorite color. And the first time I ever saw it, I just remember that moment and what an impact that it was for me. And that's what the mobilizing talents are. They really have an impact on other people. It's, it's an, a way to influence other people. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the talents in the connect category, I use the color blue because for me, I, you know, being a scientist, looking at things, you know, I had earth with the green. Well, the blue talents are like water because what connects all of us is H2O, mm-hmm. you know, and in, in in our world, you know, initially we thought anything that had H2O in it or water in it or used water in some way had life. So for me, that connection of the oceans connecting all lands and water connecting all people, yes. that's, that's where that blue color came from for me. And it's also, I call it the blue glue 
that keeps mm. people together. I don't have any blue talents in my top five. My husband has one, and I, he's the blue glue that keeps us together. Well, it's, I, I experience maybe it's your woo and obviously just your love for people. So it's not like I think, oh, she doesn't have blue connect talents. But where it is, and when I talk about that over time piece that of the definition being important, for me, because of my talents, there are two talents that have an, an unusual relationship with time. And those are connectedness, which I have, uh-huh. and you also have, and also adaptability. Both of those, for those of us with, both of, with either one or now you with both of those talents, there are only two times because time is a man-made construct. And we know this in our hearts and souls and with every fiber of our being. So there are only two times. There's now and there's not now. So if you were to tell your husband, oh, come on, honey, Warren, we did that three weeks ago. He's going to look at you and go, Barbara, that was a month and a half ago. That was not three weeks ago. And for you, three weeks, a month and a half, oh, you know, it's all the same. Because it's not now. What's important for us is this moment, this moment at this time. And when you bring that connectedness with your empathy and harmony to people in the world that you do when you're coaching them and helping them transition to their next place that they're going to be, you are there for them in that moment. And that's the only thing that exists at that time for you. So you add that empathy together with that connectedness and the maximizing of the best of who they are so that you can pull it all together. And you're highly flexible. So if they need to make a change, you change right with them. But you bring this all together so that they have alignment or harmony in this new place that they're going with the best of who they are, their talents. And you share with them how they can maximize those talents to be the best they can be and have the best season of their life in this next place they're stepping into. And that's what makes you such a great coach. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And you have talents in all four categories. And that's one thing that we found in our work is the best coaches are what we call stabilizers. We look at the talents and we look at how many talents you have in each quadrant. But if you have a talent in a quadrant, you get credit for it. It doesn't matter whether it's one or four, you know, you get credit uh-huh. for having it. You have one in each of the four quadrants and we call these core drills. It's like drilling to the core of who you are with your five talents. So for those people that have one talent in each of our four categories, your stabilizers and stabilizers are amazing. I mean, you guys could have any of the 34 talents. It doesn't matter so long as you have at least have one in each quadrant. And what we find is that you can interpret for many of the four quadrants. You can um, bridge the gap between people that may not have anything in common and maybe not even, even, in, even any quadrants in common because you can see from each one of those, interpret from each one of those, launch from any one of them. And you can learn 
from any one of the four quadrants. And because of that, it makes you guys the best coaches ever. That's great to hear. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. You found your, you found your home and your talents. I think, yeah, like we know from just this material, Sid, sometimes it can be hard to know what does that mean or where's my place in that. I think that's something I've experienced as a stabilizer, but it's a lot to learn and process. And I am grateful for the knowledge of being a stabilizer and want to use that even more effectively. Yeah. It's so hard. We all try to find where we're supposed to be in life. And what we found with the core drills, like mine is I'm a thought rocket. Anyone who has green and magenta is going to be a thought rocket and they are opposite each other. So we're kind of like those people that are hard to categorize and we don't often find people like us because only two and a half percent of the population come in as thought rockets. About 21% come in as stabilizers. So one in five for you. Uh I'm one in 50. So it's harder for me to find people like me. Although I, when I look now at my friends and the people that have been attracted to what I do, I know the thought rockets. It's almost like I can, I can recognize them. You have a special club, huh? It it kind of is. It kind of is. And we are different. You know, granted, we are all different, but it's kind of nice to find the tribe of people who understand how your brain works because theirs works the same way. Well, I think I've mentioned to you before when I've met some people, I've met a few thought rockets in my coaching and I get excited because I think I want to help communicate. Yeah, we're all each unique and valuable, but then I'm like, oh, you're a one percenter and it just gets me excited. And sometimes I've connected them to you or even helped them understand a little more how unique that is. And I do think it's a, I mean, one friend in particular that I helped understand that recently, she was like, kind of like you said, this makes so much sense. And it was exciting to help her see how her talents really did make sense. And she was a thought rocket. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's so wonderful to know that there's nothing wrong with us. In mm-hmm. fact, for those people that haven't seen the Disney movie uh, Moana yet, definitely need to check out that movie. It is a wonderful story of a young woman coming of age, if you will, into her stepping into her talents. And there's one song that's she's you know crying, what is wrong with me? <laughs> And when you find your core drill and you find what you are and how that core drill works, all of a sudden it's like, oh, there's nothing wrong with me. This is the way I was created. Now, how do I use this and apply this intentionally going forward? Right. Well, I, as you know, I love just all what you were talking about and helping other people to understand how great and unique and valuable they are by unpacking what their strengths are. I'm sure you've met so many people and seen so much impact for people to understand this information. Do you have any particular stories you'd love to share with our listeners about how this has helped people? 
Yeah, one of our facilitators shared a really short one. And since we are already into our 30 minutes, I, I'll make it real short so we can close. Um, but he was working with a pastor of a church. And it was a, a church that had grown and grown and grown and had gathered a lot of um, funds together, created this mega church. And he was the head of this organization. I mean, he was the main pastor for it, had grown it up to this point. And he got his results and he had all four, all five of his talents in the reflect category, in this green category. And the green talents are, how do you gather information? How do you process information? How do you make decisions based on the information you've gathered and the mental images you've created in your head based on all this information? And in our world, they are really one, about 1.3% of the population. And we call them gurus. And what happened once he found out that he was a guru, it's, he was proud of what they had done with the church and all, but he really was a little uncomfortable in the role that he was in. And about a week later, he got a call from a headhunter and they were looking for someone at a, you know, to come join a university and teach. And his name had come up and would he be interested? He called his coach up and said, oh my gosh, I mean, as a guru, this is the perfect job for me. Yeah. Had he not had that information, would he have left this church, this mega church that he had built and grown and had so much invested in Mm. to take a chance on something that he at that point didn't know whether it was the right thing or the wrong thing for him to do. You know, yes, as a pastor, he would have probably prayed on it, probably would have weighed on his heart because of the flock that he would be leaving, you know, all of those things going in. But as a guru, to be able to go into an educational institution and really fly. Yeah. It was, that gives me goosebumps just to hear that story. Yeah. And that's what we want for everyone. Find out what your cordial is. Find out where your best place is next. And I mean, then you can get to this point where life is a lot easier and you get into your own groove. I call that being an authority of one. Be such an authority of who you are at your core that you can author your life going forward. Yeah, well, as you mentioned that, I know you're working on a project that sounds similar to what you're just saying. Can you tell us a I little am. more about that, Candice? I am. I'm writing the book, Authority of One, Building Confidence from Your Core. And what it is, is all about the research that we've done and the basic premises that we've learned over the past 17 years on what does it take to be an authority of who you are, starting off getting clarity of core. So if, if you think about energy, you get energy when you use your talents. In Eastern philosophies, there is a concept called chi, C-H-I, and chi is about the energy that runs through everything. Well, if we take that acronym chi, the C is clarity of core. The first thing to be a, become an authority of one is you have to be clear on who you are at your core. The H stands for honesty with self. You have to be honest with yourself. 
yes, this talent has been really great for me. My strategic has taken me to these new heights. I've been able to do all of these things because of my strategic talent, but it also gets me in trouble because I have a sarcastic wit and strategics oftentimes have that. And to be brutally honest with myself, sometimes it does not serve me well, which takes us to the I, which is intentionality. If you walk into a relationship, a task, a project, a committee, a team, a company, whatever it is, the next season of your life with an intention of using these talents that you have, these these core gifts that you have been given and you use them in a way that supports you instead of gets in your way and, and gets you in trouble, that intentionality will take you to places that you've never gone before. So wrapping it all together under authority of one and how does chi, clarity of core, honesty with self and intentionality help you become the absolute best you can be so you can get in that groove and have the best life possible. Wow. That sounds awesome. I can't wait to read it. As And is the book available yet? Or No, it's not available yet. I'm working on it. And um, just check our website at coreclarity.net. And as soon as it's available, it will be on the website. Okay, perfect. Oh, thank you so much, Candice, for uh, making time to talk this morning and just help us understand more about Core Clarity. This has been so helpful, and I hope our listeners will be inspired to find out more about their top talents. Um, I appreciate just your insight and wisdom, and it's just been a delight to, to talk with you today. Well, my pleasure. Anytime, Barbara. Well, you are amazing, and I am grateful to know you. Thank you so much, Candice. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope this time has given you hope and encouragement about how amazing you are or helped you understand someone you know or work with or love. If you're curious about your top five strengths, you can take the assessment at cliftonstrengths.com. If this episode's been helpful to you, please leave a review, share the podcast with a friend, or subscribe to Embrace Your Strengths podcast. You can find more information at barbaracolwell.com. I sure look forward to our next time together. Take care.